Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. What you want is sometimes far from what you get. At Harry Ritchie's, we want you to get the heart-stopping, high-fiving diamond gift you want and pay for it the way you want. Our in-house financing lets you make payments that fit your budget and your life. Plus, at Harry Ritchie's, our jewelry is priced at an everyday, real price. That means you get all of the dazzle with none of the haggling. More boom for your buck. Now open at Clackamas Promenade. Harry Ritchie's, truly you. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your Impact Wrestling broadcast results and thoughts for February 9th, 2021. And we've got Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown calling the action tonight on the Go Home Show. Remember... This Saturday, February 13th, 2021, we're going to have Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view, their mini pay-per-view, called No Surrender on Impact Plus. So, uh, if you're wanting to watch this pay-per-view, you've got to get it on Impact Plus. So, tonight what they're doing is... Explaining who's going to be in the pay-per-view, explaining what's going to be happening in the pay-per-view. And so the reason why I want to take time to explain to you kind of what is a new event that I'm really excited about. It's called a triple threat revolver match. And it's going to be for the future shot at the X Division Championship. What they're going to do is put three men in the ring. And as someone gets eliminated, then they will be replaced. So there will always be three men into the ring until the final pin. So what they did was put those men in the first match of the night, kind of to introduce us, I guess, is maybe the best way to explain it. We have Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel, Suicide, and Willie Mack on one side. Then we have Blake Christian, Chris Bay, Davari, and Ace Austin on the other side. So these are the eight men that are going to be in the triple threat revolver match on Saturday going up against each other. So basically what this is, is a time to show off, maybe hit someone with a really excellent move and get somebody scared, maybe. Or try to find a partner that you may be able to hook up with if 
you two are, you know, two of the three in the match at the same time where you could gang up on someone. Now, let me just go ahead and warn you, Trey Miguel is on fire in this match. What does that mean, though? And that's what I've been pondering since Impact Wrestling went off the air, is does that mean they're setting Trey up to be the number one contender, or are they swerving us? Because it seems like Sammy Callahan's pump it up or come to Jesus meeting, whichever way you looked at it, to Trey Miguel last week really worked. Um, he kind of makes quick work of Ace Austin, which was a little bit of a red flag to me because I thought mm, they might be swerving us with Ace Austin. Now, when I don't know about you guys, but when I think X Division, I don't think Willie Mack. Especially since, didn't he just hold the heavyweight championship? So, I'm not even really sure why he's involved in this match. That has floored me and puzzled me. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with him. But he comes in and levels both Ace Austin and Blake Blake Christensen. He has a fairly decent showing. But um, then Devari comes in and and kind of knocks him out of the ring and makes him look clumsy almost compared to some of the other X Division athletes that are in this. Now the thing that I think worries me the most about predictions, which I'm gonna make here pretty soon and get an episode out to you guys. For predictions and more. We'll see how right I am. But um, Josh Alexander and Chris Bay didn't really do anything. Which is a little bit of a red flag to me. Because I wonder if they're saving themselves. Because remember, Impact tapes a bunch of shows together. And so I'm kind of wondering, you know, are they saving themselves or did they get banged up taping, like, last week's show or something like that? The other shock was Blake Christensen. I was raving about him last time he was on the show. Um, Tonight, I, I don't know. I just didn't think he did as well as I'm used to him looking. And that was a real shock to me. Now, um, like I said, Trey was on fire. Trey ended up um, hanging over and went for a flipping senton that rolled through, and then he locked in the hourglass hold. For the submission win on Blake Christian. So Trey Miguel, Willie Mike, Suicide, and Josh Alexander actually won the match. Um, and then almost immediately after the match, Sammy hacks into the um, LED graphic board and 
wants to congratulate Trey. Says he was curious when Trey will flake out again because whenever there's pressure, Trey hits the road. And he said, you might as well just save us the embarrassment. Just quit now because we know it's going to get to you on Saturday. Now, Trey is not happy, and he yelled out in anger, and it is probably the most anger I've seen Trey in Impact Wrestling. I've seen him angry before at some independent shows that have been on YouTube, and then I watched um, the Warrior Warrior uh, Stadium shows. That were, I think it's September or October. And he got mad for a little bit at that one. But this is probably the most angry I've seen him express in Impact Wrestling. So, you know, I'm I'm uh, kind of wait and see. Then they show a lot of videos from... Uh, Impact Babyfaces, both new and old, wishing Tommy Dreamer a happy 50th birthday. Tommy Dreamer is turning 50 on Saturday at No Surrender Pay-Per-View. I think that's got to play into something, don't you? You guys got to let me know before I do my predictions. WrestlingOvertime at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys are thinking. But because they showed the video, we don't really get anything backstage. We get our next match. And it's Kimberly versus ODB. Now, Kimberly has Susan and Deanna Perrazzo, you know, in her corner, of course. This, um... I don't I don't know even how to describe this match. Um Kimberly has taken on the attitude of Deanna Perrazzo without the class. And I I don't even know if that makes sense. I think if you watch the show, I think it does make sense. However, if someone's listened to it and has never seen Kimberly and and Deanna together, then maybe they don't know. I just think that Kimberly does a very poor imitation of Deanna Perrazzo. But ODB, of course, is one second from coming out of her top at all times. She's all the time fixing her top. And even at one point, Kimberly goes to the point where she makes fun of her about it, which just sets ODB off. Now, Susan kind of keeps wanting to get involved, which I don't know why, but that kind of surprises me with her little business suit and everything. So when Susan and then Deanna gets up on the apron, we see Jordan Grace and Jazz come flying out, and they start brawling on the outside. Now, the funniest thing that I think I've seen is Susan actually takes off her shoe and throws it at Jazz. And if you could see 
the face that Jazz makes. I actually rewound it and stopped it because it was hilarious. I don't think that was in the script. Because Jazz looked at her like, did you just hit me with a shoe? Well, tell you what, as soon as ODB dove on top of them, and then she got back in the ring, as they were all getting up, Susan took off her other shoe and threw it at Jazz. And Jazz again looked at her like, are you serious? Are you flipping serious? Did you just throw your other shoe at me? But now, as ODB slides back in the ring, of course, Kimberly, who was hanging out playing possum, catches her and rolls her up for the pin, and Kimberly gets the win. Now, then we see... um. I don't really know how to describe this casino. Uh, Johnny Swinger is running a casino, and Johnny Bravo is the dealer. We've got Falaba, who's running out of money. He wants to use a cookie as collateral, and he ends up getting um, kicked out. So, not real sure why they're showing these segments. I'm hoping there's a point other than to take up my time. But um, Susan, they show her and Kimberly and Deanna backstage, and Susan looks like she's ready to lose it. You can tell on the look on Deanna's face, she's a little worried she's going to turn into Sue Young. But she's distressed because she doesn't like that Jazz and ODB have came back that the old ones are coming back, and that Jordan Grace is involved. Deanna tries to reassure, calm her down, and Susan wants to immediately go talk to Scott Damore and make a six-person tag at no surrender, and she says she's going to put a stop to this. Now, Kimberly and Deanna are not about this, not even a little bit, and so they're trying to slow her down and talk some sense into her. I just don't know that it's going to happen. Cousin Jake comes out, and he said, you know, he thought everything, he had everything figured out, but then, you know, Cody had to go and join Violence by Design, Eric Young's group. And now he thinks there may be another path. So Eric Young and Violent by Design comes out, Joe Doreen and Cody Deaner. And he talks about how he wants Jake to be the real him. The best version of him. So Jake does throw down his old vest. And he holds the violence by design tile in his hand. And he kind of starts shaking or whatever and says, I stand for something. I stand for something. And he said, I'm Jake something. 
Now, I know Jake something. Cousin Jake has been wrestling as Jake something on the indies for over a year. But really, that's how Impact Wrestling is going to get him to that name is by saying that. Because after he says, I stand for Jake something, I'm Jake something, he immediately attacks the trio of violence by design. And I'm like, are you kidding? This is craziness. They end up, Joe Dering and Diener end up wedging uh, Jake something's head into a chair. And Cody stops Eric Young from kicking it. He said that he wants to do the honors. So Eric Young is going to do that. Uh, he said, Jake, you have made the biggest mistake of your life. He said, what's going to happen at no surrender? It's going to be you versus Daner. And I was like, oh, good Lord. But um, Rahit Raju then is backstage with Shira and is talking about how he is going to be with him at No Surrender at the pay-per-view. And that the X Division title will go back to who it rightfully belongs to, him. And then he is talks about how Shearer will be with him. Then we get to see our AEW ad of the night. Now, I wasn't as impressed with this one. They're at uh, the TIAA field in Jacksonville, where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. And Tony Khan doesn't really want to talk about Impact. He wants to talk about Kenta and how Kenta invaded and the Forbidden Door is now open for a partnership with New Japan. And he realizes that he was the Forbidden Door all along. It was him, Tony Khan, and that he figured out that because he allowed Kenny Omega to come over to Impact Wrestling, and he allowed John Moxley to go attack Kenta on New Japan Strong. And he said, so he did great ratings last week with Impact people and New Japan people showing up. And we then get uh, Tony Schiavone running down the card for tomorrow night. We get our next match, which I pretty much could have called last week. We're getting the opposite of last week's match. We're getting Kira Hogan with Tasha Steele versus Nevea, who comes out with Havoc. And this is not really even slightly a match. And the only thing that I can think of, I I mean... I was trying to watch the match. I was trying to get into Hogan and Steel. You guys know that I've really kind of turned the corner on them, and I do like them. But since she pulled that stunt 
on Friday night SmackDown where she tweeted out, you know, that Sasha Banks was stealing her look and everything and stealing her dance and all that. The only thing that I could think of was you're getting your butt kicked by Nevaeh. You tweeted that out and got all the Sasha Banks fans all stirred up in a tizzy and you are losing. And she does lose. She does. So Nevaeh pins her. And I was just like, you've got to be joking. These were taped ahead of time. Now, maybe she didn't know what one was coming up. But here's the thing. You don't go and make fun of what possibly could be WWE's female superstar right now. Yes, Bianca Belair's probably giving her a little bit of a run for her money. But you just don't pick on Sasha Banks, who is a future Hall of Famer, when you're not yet a future Hall of Famer, knowing you're going to lose to Nevaeh. Come on. Well, then, I thought it was really cool, and I do mean this, that they taped videos from AEW. They taped MJF. Now, he wasn't exactly wishing happy birthday. MJF was being MJF. But um, Chris Jericho, Matt Hardy, Eddie Kingston, Taz, the Young Bucks, and Santana and Ortiz all did videos wishing Tommy Dreamer a happy 50th anniversary. Now, we then, after we come back from commercial, we see Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele in Scott Demore's office, and they're throwing a fit. And they are upset that Brandon Toll, who is the referee they've been having problems with, that they basically cheated money out of for their fire and flavor uh, festival that they did. They feel like he has been giving them quick counts or he has been not calling certain things and allowing Havoc and Nevaeh to get you know, over on them, basically. And Scott says, look, how about this? Brandon Toll won't officiate on Saturday your no-disqualification tag team titles match at No Surrender. And, of course, they go wild. They're like, are you serious? We're defending our tag team champs. And he was like, yeah, but you won't have to deal with Brandon Toll because it's a no disqualification. All you've got to do is get the pin or a submission. And, yeah, they weren't happy. Um, This, I must say, I was really excited about. Um, Triple XL and Tennille Dashwood had um, kind of made a pot last week. Caleb with a K is in there with them. I forgot to tell you guys that. And um, Larry D said that even though he was in jail, he, he hated to lay hands on a woman. Well, 
Do we really think that Rosemary's a woman? She is a demon, conjurer, assassin, whatever you want to call her. Um, so is she really? But anyway, he says that he's glad that Tennille will take on Rosemary for them tonight. Caleb with a K then says, well, who is Rosemary and Crazy Steve of Decay going to get to be their partner? And, of course, they're making fun of it. And he also talks about how um, decay is something you get on your teeth. And then Caleb K. makes a statement that he quickly regrets. He said, I'll issue a challenge of to anyone in decay. Well, I hate to tell Caleb with a K. Rosemary could have come out and probably beat him. Crazy Steve almost beat him there before. But we see Rosemary and Crazy Steve come crawling out. They do the routine. And then as the smoke rises and then settles down, Rosemary introduces Black Taurus from AAA. Now, they were pronouncing it Black Taros. Um, yeah, not doing that. It's kind of like in Ring of Honor, they pronounce Rush when it looks like Rush. And so, yeah, not going to call him Black Rush or Tarush. Uh, going to call him Black Taurus. He does a pop-up Samoan drop. And then a spinning spike slam to Caleb with a K. And this is over in about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Not, you know, long at all. Then they go backstage. We see Brian Myers actually paying Hernandez because he wants paid up front to show up on Saturday. Brian Myers works out a deal. He'll give him half now and then half after they win. And Falaba watches as they're peeling off money. So we know Falaba is already a thief and he's probably coming to get him some money soon. Well, then we get tonight's main event match. Now, remember, there's a contract signing for the main event, you know, as the last thing tonight. But this is the main event. The Impact World Tag Team Championships are on the line with Cowboy James Storm, Chris Saban versus the Good Brothers. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you know, Chris Saban come out and I was... Really missing Alex Shelley. So, Alex, if you're listening to this, I really miss you. You need to hurry up, get the vaccine, and come back and be Chris Saban's partner. Because, yeah, um, Cowboy James Storm's not growing on me. But I'll tell you who else is not growing on me, and that's the Good Brothers. I've never really been a big fan of Luke Doc uh, Gallows. 
I think he's a little bit nasty and a little inappropriate, and I know that he's just having fun. And there are times that he says stuff that I'm, I can have fun with him. But him swinging the belt around and and making some of the hand motions that he makes, yeah, I, I'm not sure that that needs to be on TV, especially when wrestling we know draws kids in. Now, however, I really like machine gun carl anderson and i think that's the reason why i continue to put up with luke gallows but that's about you know all it goes this match did not hold my interest not even when chris sabin and carl anderson got in together and I I don't know. I really wanted this match to be good. But of course, they've got to tell the story. And the story is that Private Party with Matt Hardy is there. They come out onto the stage and they don't really say anything. They're just there. Well, of course, Luke Gallows has to yell at him. And Chris Sabin hits him with a move and tags to Cowboy James Storm. He hits a neckbreaker to Carl Anderson. And then Manhattan drops Luke Gallows. Does a head scissors takedown to Carl Anderson. Tags Chris Sabin in, and Chris Sabin goes for the cover, and they know Chris Sabin is going to pin him. And Private Party interferes, breaking up the cover, and it is a disqualification. Now, I know that Matt Hardy told them to do that. I, for the life of me, do not understand why. You guys have seen Private Party. Um, They're not real big dudes. They're tall. But they're not real big dudes. Why wouldn't you want the tag team titles to go to Chris Saban, who is half their size, and Cowboy James Storm? You have a better chance of beating them than what you do the Good Brothers. So why would you break up that tag? Like I said, I know that's what Matt Hardy was hollering, and they wanted to follow through with it, but I really don't think that they should have. Um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. So Matt Hardy notes that Private Party has now eliminated Chris Sabin, and Cowboy James Storm. However, Scott Demore thinks a little different and says, uh, Matt, I think your boys kind of crossed the line here. And since they spoiled the party for Chris Sabin and James Storm, uh, we're going to have a triple threat tag team match this weekend at No Surrender. And I'm thinking, no, please, please, no. 
because we've already got one going on but no um then we actually get to the main event now you guys uh know that i was predicting last week that rich one would probably be upset that last week moose was going to spear tommy dreamer tommy dreamer got out of the way and he ended up spearing rich swan i thought rich swan would be a little upset about that but nope he um talks about you know how he's honored to take place in this match scott demore again tells everybody that saturday may be no surrender but it's also tommy dreamer's 50th birthday now rich swan hurries up signs that contract and is all excited and tommy dreamer um, grabs the mic and tells them you know thank you for the opportunity but there are so many men and women in the back that deserve this way more than me they have been busting their butts to get a chance like this and i i don't know that i deserve it um he talks about how he for his first championship he defeated one of his best friends which was Taz and then when he got his second championship he defeated another friend which was Christian and he says Rich there are no holes in your offense you are known as one of the most defensive guys around but there are a lot of holes in your defense and he said if we have this match you have a bad leg and i know that and i'm gonna have to come for it well as soon as he says that boom moose's music hits and he comes out flapping his jaws about how rich is supposed to be a fighting champion but he's taking the night off because he's fighting a 50-year-old man that can't, you know, stand up to him. And Scott Demore warns Moose about getting suspended. He reminds him of Ken Shamrock and how he has suspended him indefinitely. And he says, you know or moose says there's no reason for me to interfere because i can beat either one of them it doesn't really matter which one of them wins on saturday he says he is the real world champion of course this leads to rich swan arguing with him and tommy tells them both you know it it doesn't matter he pulls out his phone he said, you know, Moose, I took you on in July around Slammiversary, and I have texts that you talk about how I'm still tough, how you're proud of me for working as hard and being as tough as what I was. And I don't understand why you're making a big deal out of this. And Tommy Dreamer says, basically 
I guess the line of the night. Maybe the line of the week. He says he doesn't wrestle for money anymore. He wrestles for people. Such as the fans. And the dreamers in the back. And I saw on, I guess it was a Reddit message board. I wish I could remember if it was the squared circle or not. I don't remember which Reddit board it was. Somebody said that, well, Tommy Dreamer's going to retire on Saturday. Well, no, he's not. Because he talked about how he wanted to keep on fighting. That he felt like... 50 years ago, a dreamer was born. And he knows there's many dreamers backstage. So he said for three hours on Saturday, February 13th, he wants people all over the world to forget about all the problems that are going on. And he is going to accept this match. He picks up the pen. And signs the contract. And then. He gets up. And he offers a handshake. To Rich Swan. As. Moose looks on. And then steps back. Through the ring. Now. I'm going to be doing my predictions soon. But I have thought about this. And thought about this. And. I hope. That I become. Really. Really. Happy. On Saturday night. After the main event. And I'm not talking about the triple threat tag team championship match. So we're going to leave it at that. I want you guys to tell me what you thought of this show. Um, As far as it being a go-home episode, um, yeah, it got you involved, I guess, in all of the stories that are going to be taking place in the pay-per-view. Did it get me pumped up about any of them? No, not really. Um, The first match didn't even get me. I was already pumped up for this triple threat revolver match. Just because there's never been one done. But, you know, that eight-man tag just, it it didn't get me excited for it. It really didn't. Um, I don't know what I'm looking forward to. I really was kind of looking forward to the Hogan, uh, Tasha Steele, uh, Nevea Havoc match. But after watching Havoc and Nevea destroy them the last two weeks, I don't know that that's going to be a good match. Yes, I think Hogan and Steele is going to win. I'll go ahead and give you that prediction. But, um, I just don't know that it's going to be necessarily a good match. And I'm afraid I'm going to get bored. So we'll have to wait and see 
how this goes and what it, you know, it exactly looks like. So you guys need to tell me what you thought of this show. What are your predictions? Write me at WrestlingOvertime at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WrestlingOvertime because I want to know what you guys are thinking because I'm going to be doing my predictions soon, and, you know, I want to be able to compare mine to yours. So I'll be talking to you soon, and I'll see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers Mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more (gasps) bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com safety or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.